Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. One ride a little bit. As we kickstart your Friday afternoon here on Oilers Now, Brendan Escott, Cam Moon alongside, brought to you as always by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas, offering tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Well, it's a bit of a quieter day in the hockey world right now, I would say, but Cam... Did you catch the football game last night? <laughs> Could have used World of Spas after the game just to oh. soak away my troubles. Yeah. That was something. That was something. That, that was, as a sports fan, one of the most unique losses I've ever seen in my life. 780-496-0063. If you've got something comparable Something that is maybe worse. Like, this is Bill Buckner between the legs level of embarrassing. The Edmonton Elks losing 12-11 on a rouge in the dying moments of a game that they allowed to get tied up, but the player didn't know the rule. This was Milt Stiegel fiasco 2006. Bad. That's what it reminded me of anyway. That was a tough way to end a game. So was last night. Yeah. Ooh. And listen, before you text me and say, hey, this is an Elks now. <laughs> listen, man, it's we're going to get to the hockey, but this we'll is one there. of the more unusual things that I have ever seen in sports. So without further ado, there's 90 seconds worth of uh, stuff I don't think you're going to want to miss here from last night's game. Morley and Dave on the call. Maybe. <laughs> Let's light this rocket. Wow, they really did, didn't they? Uh, it drops down at about the 35, and it is uh, carried up across the 45. Dean Faithful's first miss comes from the 32-yard line as uh, it goes wide to the left. So the Elks have a pretty long drive, a successful drive until the kick, and it ends up one point on the board. There's the kick, a high spiraling kick that forces Alford back and that's going to bounce at the goal line and roll to the back of the end zone and uh, the Elks will get a point. Cornelius under center second and goal from the one. Cornelius will dive ahead. No signal yet. There it is. Taylor Cornelius takes the first pie out of the oven and the Elks have the lead. The first touchdown of the game gives them a 10-3 lead over the Riders. Harris is going to be in the shotgun. He starts the motion. 
the snap. He's going to throw, and he's going to the end zone, and it is complete depicted. Touchdown, Saskatchewan. Harris is in trouble. He throws. It's complete. Caught in the end zone, and it's a tie ball game. From the 30, there it is, and it's going to go to Sims, and he's got a back pedal. Oh, oh, boy, you got to keep. No, 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 no you got to get it. You got to get it. CJ, you got to get it. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh, my goodness. CJ Sims let it bounce and let it roll into the end zone. And he didn't know the rule. And uh, again, I say I wouldn't otherwise start Oilers now with Elks talk if this wasn't sort of the talk of the city, of the sporting world in Canada. I, I have not seen that kind of collapse in some time, Cam. That was dreadful. They are 0-5 <laughs> for tough. the first time since 1965. And there's a lot of work to be done. Conversely, you're Edmonton Oilers uh, in a much different place. Yes. Let's flip the script. Let's talk a little hockey here. Elliot Frieden coming up a little later on today. And uh, so is Louis DeBrusque, Sportsnet color analyst. For, should be the last appearance of the uh, of the summer for both of those guys who take a much-deserved time off after that. And Brick Tournament going on at West Edmonton Mall. If you haven't seen it, I suggest uh, taking a peek there at the Ice Palace because this is one of the more unique spectacles I would think in the hockey world in terms of the little it's just like such a production for the kids Cam. yeah I, I I love it and we're going to talk to James Hamblin of, of the Bakersfield Condors your Edmonton Oilers and a player who grew up in Alberta in Edmonton here and played in the tournament as well so some perspective on you know what it's like for for the youngsters that are playing and a lot of them do end up making the pros making yeah. the show it's the best of the best at that age group right across North America. So it it shouldn't be a, a surprise that, you know, 10, 12 years later, you see a lot of these names uh, making their way, not just into pro hockey, but into the National Hockey League. So it is, it's incredible hockey for their age. Their skill level is off the charts. It's fast. It is fun. Uh, the parents are all charged up. The people just, you're in the mall, you're walking around, all of a sudden, oh, this looks like it. And next thing you know, you've stood there for an hour because you get, uh, you know, <laughs> into the game that's uh, being played. And there's, it's just, it's high pace. There's some great comebacks. There's some, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So 135, we'll hear from James Hamblin on that front. Again, Louis DeBrusque to put a bow on his thoughts on this season and the Oilers' work in the offseason season thus far and Elliot Friedman will keep us abreast of all the latest uh, hockey news here over the last week and weigh in on on the Connor Brown contract which is obviously the most significant headline that we've been talking with each of our guests about uh, a bonus laden contract and and I think it absolutely for this year is, is a work of wizardry I haven't really had a chance to sink uh, my teeth into this analysis wise so I'll just say this if and I expect him to not only hit the uh, the marker of I believe ten games, which will kick that three million dollar bonus into effect. But when he hits that and and you know makes himself probably a five million dollar player based on production, I would suggest we're looking at between twenty and thirty goals. He's going to make himself a reasonably priced player next year, and then the Oilers are paying three million dollars on the cap for the bonus overage from this season. So you got to look at uh, I guess what a five million or um, uh, a cheap player next now is going to cost you probably closer to $8 million, even though he would only be a $5 million hit. Do you see what I'm saying? 
Not really? You lost me. All right. <laughs> so when Connor Brown... <laughs> Connor Brown's bonus will yes, carry over to, to next 2024, year. right? At which point, the salary cap okay, should now have I got gone you. up. Okay? Now I've got you. So completely. you've gone from a player who now... You, let's say he scores 30 goals this year, and sure. you want to pay him $5 million a season, which I don't think is an unreasonable price point. Now you've got to go five plus yeah. that three overage. So is Connor Brown, after one year of production here in Edmonton, going to be worth... $8 million on your salary cap instead. That's where I fall on this deal. So gotcha. if the salary cap is, is going to inflate the way that it's been suggested that it could, then this is something that's easily absorbed or more easily absorbed. Yeah. But, you know, $8 million, is that's a franchise player. There's a lot of guys in the league like Timo Meyer, for example, making that kind of money. I don't know that Connor Brown is that kind of difference maker. So is this maybe more of a one-and-done scenario? You Might know, be. it's Or... Or conversely, do we see a longer-term deal, like a long-term with a lower AAV hit if he really likes the fit alongside his old friend McDavid? I think those are the two avenues this could go. Both possible. How he plays this season will determine. That's the, And that that's what I like about the deal is because this is a guy coming off injury that hasn't played a lot lately, It's uh, you can... You can judge it for yourself as to the value and what you think moving forward if if you want to retain him after a year, or maybe you don't. But and it, the likelihood of that money being pushed to next season, I think, is incredibly high. But, yeah, you, you see how the season goes and go from there. That's, that's what I like about it. And it gives them a lot of flexibility. And granted, they didn't have a lot going into free agency, but it gives them some. So less flexibility now than maybe originally anticipated because Ryan McLeod has taken the team to salary arbitration. Now we'll see where that ends up. And this is what's holding up Evan Bouchard signing a deal, is my understanding. As a restricted free agent, they're looking to get a bridge deal done. Yeah. If I'm a player in this market, uh, I want to get paid when the cap is at $89 million or 90. I don't want to get paid right now. So, of course, I'm willing to take a bridge deal especially with this team. Yeah, I would think any player across the NHL that's in a situation right now where they're they're likely to sign a bridge deal would be looking for one year, not two, as far as the bridge goes because of that potential cap going up. For next year. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's going to be a lot asked of the likes of Dylan Holloway when you look at how yeah. the, the cap is, is going to you know impact Edmonton and a slew of other teams. It's not <laughs> yeah. exclusive to Edmonton, but production on entry-level deals is something that we harped on a lot last year and I think that's going to have to carry forward from Holloway, maybe even from the likes of Raph Lavoie, if he can find his way into, maybe not every game, but even a, a series of games over the course of the season, get his feet wet and NHL action and that sort of thing because it's it's getting down to nickel and dime unfortunately and and between these two players McLeod and Bouchard that still need to be re-signed as as not linchpins of the franchise but while well, Bouchard is but you know guys that are going to be back that's where the money's going first so I I am a little bit leery of what scraps are left over here that's but that's the same for any team that's in contention you will need production from players that are on entry-level contracts or smaller contracts, uh, maybe after their entry level, 
it's important that those players contribute. And Dylan Holloway has to make the ne- next step. And Philip Broberg has to make the next step in their development. And if you can get production out of out of those players, and if they continue to to get better, continue to improve, and continue to become a player that you can rely on that uh, can produce something, whatever that, whether that be offense or or sound defensively or whatever the case may be. But you got to have those. You have to have those. You know your top guys are going to be your top guys, but to have that right throughout the lineup, every in a cap world, that part is, I think, absolutely crucial. Development camp wrapping up today, tomorrow. Uh, yesterday, I think they're all. Yeah, I think they're all making their way home cup, today. There you go. So yeah. that would have been a long look. So some data to process now for the Oilers brass, and, and there's you know the players can go with uh, some clearer idea of the direction that they need to take in their training leading into this upcoming season and and away they go from there. Now, let's hear from Brian Lawton in the Direct Workwear Audio Vault. Direct Workwear is proud to announce women's workwear, women's only workwear store opening soon, just four doors down from Direct Workwear on Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.ca. So, a fair price for Evan Bouchard? I mean, you always look for comparables. Bowen Byram getting, I think, $3.25 million a year. Is that kind of in the ballpark? Well, Bob asked Brian Lawton that earlier this week. I think if you were basing it off in a vacuum, just Bowen Byron, who, you know, he's had some injury problems, but he did score 10 goals in 42 games last year. Yes. And people forget that, you know, Evan has, it, you know, he's just coming off a red-hot streak. He should be feeling great about his career. He's going to explode. But you can't be too tainted by that in your analysis. And, you know, if he got slightly more than Bowen on a two-year deal, that would be really strong for him, in my opinion. I just don't know. You know, this would be a really tough one if you're an agent because it's been a pretty downtrodden UFA period this year for the guys that were hoping to hit Grand Slams. There are plenty of guys that got great contracts. Uh, Kalorn comes to mind, JT Comfer, Evan Rodriguez, I thought, got a you know pretty strong for him. But not like we've seen in the past. This isn't Milan Luchas getting you know the contract he got, or Franz Nielsen, or the other four guys that summer that got monstrous yeah, yeah. contracts. So, you know, in Evan's case, I think if he got anything close to four on a couple-year deal, that would be, if I were the agent, I would think that is really, really strong for my client. If I couldn't live with that, I'd be pushing for the one-year deal. The Edmonton Oilers, everybody knows what their cap situation is, so, you know, it's really out of their hands unless they want to completely rework their team. There's just not a lot more there. Those would be incredibly... The market would look at those deals and say those are great deals for Evan. Uh, Dave Gagne, I believe, is the agent on that one. They would say those are really strong deals. There's no. It's just sometimes it's circumstantial. You have to live to fight another day. Uh, The the cap's going to go up by four million. A part of me could easily make an argument that hey, go back in there. You're going to play all the time. You're on one of the best teams in the league with the best power play historically. One of the greatest. 
as they continue to build that out, uh, why wouldn't you go on a uh, go back at least on a one or two year deal, blow the lights out, and he would reach higher heights than if he signed a deal this year, in my opinion. There you go. That's Brian Lawton in our direct workwear audio vault. 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. It's Brendan Escott and Cam Moon here. And Bob is Bob's at a golf tournament where apparently he was uh, he was bid on. He was he was the highest bid on prize there for a round of golf today. I'm sorry to whoever made the mistake of thinking that that was a good idea. I apologize, but I hope I you guys are having fun. <laughs> I think they'll be entertained. They will be entertained. I'm not sure I'm not sure Bob's breaking 100 today. I'm not sure he's leaving the cart actually. Yeah, yeah, he golfs about as much as I do. I, 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 I don't golf often, and I know Bob doesn't golf often, he, but he will have why? fun. He's out in Irma. He's a grinder. That's right. Not a golfer. <laughs> we'll be right back on Oilers Now. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Stoffer on the golf course today. So it is Cam Moon, Brendan Escott here on this Friday afternoon. River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, if you want to get in touch, 780-496-0063. They've got the Outdoor Night Market and Entertainment Showcase at the River Cree, August 24th through 27th, presented by Enoch Cree Nation. Get tickets in advance at therivercreeresort.com slash nightmarket. River Cree Resort, not the River Cree Resort. Okay, uh, NHL today is pretty light at this time of year, obviously, for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. The big news, Cam, and I can't wait to get Elliot Friedman's thoughts on this one. Two years at $7 million per for Anzi Kopitar in Los Angeles. You've seen some players in Edmonton take a bit of a haircut to stay that's a guy who um that's not a haircut that's extension that's, that's very long hair <laughs> that's that's adding a wig <laughs> he's got a weave in that's, there all of a sudden and that doesn't kick in am i right till 24 25 uh, because he's still under contract for next season i want to say this is yeah. for 24 25 25 26 so I think they're, they're on the hook for mm-hmm. three years for him. That's right. So okay. he's, he's still a $10 million player this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeehaw. 
now. And then seven at, for the, two more after. So at 35 years old, now you're looking at paying Anzi Kopitar at 36 and 37, $7 million a year when LA is really, I would think, trying to line themselves up to be contenders for the Stanley Cup. I mean, they've been a thorn in Edmonton's side. They just made the move to get Dubois. Um, maybe a goaltender short of, of a really stable kind of looking franchise there. And I guess that Kopitar accounts for a lot of that. Yep. But it seems like... I guess I just would have expected a player to want to surround himself. Not that I think this is selfish, but I would have expected him to have given the team a break here, and it doesn't look like he did. That says something to what the the Kings value in what he brings to the team, not just on the ice. Mm-hmm. I think off the ice, there's there's a lot of value as far as the leadership, uh, you know, being part of Stanley Cup champions, all those things, and and I'm. I I don't know this for sure, but it does lead me to believe that they think that uh, he's like almost like having a, another coach there in that way. So I you could look at it; he's taking three million less than he is this year for two years. I suppose There's that. So. I guess but you're right. It's, you know, it's stiff for somebody that is that far along in their career. Well, I get it, it. This is a guy who's got 1,292 regular season games under his belt and 92 more in the playoffs. So he's been around the block. And I, of course, I, I don't doubt the value that he brings yeah. to the franchise. I, I just think that I look at a team that... You know, could have been in the running for a goaltender like Hellebuck to really push him over the top, for example. And obviously, when you're, you can't pay everybody, simply put. So we'll get Elliot Friedman's thoughts coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.